This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. The hottest new trend in mind-body wellness, NIA, which stands for Neuromuscular Integrative Action, is the most advanced form of fusion fitness, blending martial arts, healing arts, dance, and spiritual self-healing to create a high-powered synergistic workout that no isolated exercise technique can match. Created by fitness pioneers Debbie Rosas and Carlos Rosas, NIA presents an entirely new philosophy of exercise, one that will not only keep you in fantastic shape, but will also help you rediscover the joy of movement and being at home in your body. The Nia technique promotes strength and muscle definition without the use of weights, and its freeing, dance-like regimen provides a medium for self-healing. You'll tighten, tone, lengthen, strengthen, and lose pounds and inches, and have fun doing it. You'll learn to follow the body's way, a breakthrough fitness concept that teaches you to move in the way that most benefits your individual body, and you'll learn to use visualizations and vocalizations that enhance the benefits of each workout. The overall regimen is phenomenally effective because its holistic approach unites the body and mind and creates an exhilarating path that anyone can follow toward a healthy, fit physique, lasting weight loss, and an unlimited sense of your fitness potential. Valeria interviews Debbie Rosas, the author of The Nia Technique, the high-powered, energizing workout that gives you a new body and a new life. Debbie is a founder and co-founder of the Nia Technique, dedicated lifelong to self-healing and self-mastery. Debbie has been a pioneer in the body-mind fitness industry since 1976. Credited with establishing the mind-body fitness category, she is a leading fitness innovator, teacher, author, choreographer, performer, healer, and artist whose work greatly influences the lives of thousands worldwide. After nearly 40 years, Debbie continues to offer classes, workshops, and training online and in-person around the world. Meet Debbie at nianow.com. Here's the interview with Debbie Rosas. In your own words, who is Debbie Roses? Uh, Debbie Roses is a visionary, a woman. She is a wife, a mother, a teacher, and most importantly, she is a body, a mind, emotions, and spirit that listens to the voice of the body as her guide. That's very insightful, the voice of the body. What does it say now to you? What is your body trying to tell you? 
My body always tells me where I am, that I'm in this present moment here right now, and I'm having a conversation. What I'm always listening for are signals of my body that let me know what I need to change. Do I need a drink of water? Do I need to sit differently? So that I can stay in relationship with my body and I can choose comfort over discomfort. Yes. And how do you deal with discomfort? How does your body deal with discomfort? Uh, Well, my body deals with discomfort by sending me a message that says pain, slight, moderate, or cute. I deal with it by listening to my body and changing what I'm doing to recalibrate and bring about pleasure. That's an interesting observation to make is that there's a a dual kind of uh, dynamic relationship here between the body and me. You just said, my body does that and I do that. So are we the body or we are not the body? We are living in a body. We are a body. We have a mind. Our body talks to us through sensation. Our mind talks to us through image and language. Our emotions talk to us through our feelings. And our spirit talks to us in ways that are unique only unto us. How would you describe the spirit, Debbie? The spirit is what's unique to you. My spirit is the Debbie spirit. I love flowers. I love dogs. Debbie loves to dance. Debbie paints. What makes me unique, that's my spirit. Just like what makes you unique is your spirit or your personality in this lifetime in your body. So the spirit is what animates the body with the personality. Is that what you you just said? Uh, the What's spirit... Your energy personality certainly adds to the animation of your body. What animates the body is life force energy. That's such an an amazing journey to get to describe these parts that we are. I tend to see the whole of life. For some reason, I have no idea why, but there's something about not ignoring the parts, but seeing the beauty of them coming together even when they don't look to be in harmony or come into perfection, it's still beautiful to me to see this dance of life just coming to get into parts. But it's tried to take us somewhere. And I wonder, I do ask the question here a lot, and I will ask you too. What's the purpose, the main purpose of the human experience from your perspective? Well, the purpose of our human experience is subjective discovering what is your purpose is part of walking a spiritual path is to inspire people to feel to heal i'm not quite sure what your purpose is but i could never define your purpose i could encourage you to to discover what your purpose is because meaning and purpose can help one guide their life choices and decisions so that they can, in a sense, arrive to their magnum opus, their their gift that they're meant to bring to the world. Yes, that makes sense to me. How did you come to these understandings, Debbie, of life and yourself? By studying the body and life and realizing that this one life 
is what I have. And I could spend a lot of time studying his uh-huh. time studying the body and my life, which is what I've chosen to do. And so I study all aspects of the body from anatomy to physiology to psychology. And I study life, all aspects that relate to life. And most importantly, I take what I learn to discover more about myself, my body, my life. And this is what I bring to my work. My authentic knowledge of not reading it for myself. And I share what I sense with other people. Off record, we talked briefly about healing. So let me ask you the question again. What is a healer and what are the obstacles to healing? The body itself is the healer. Uh, I am not a healer. I facilitate people in becoming aware of the body's capacity to heal. And I facilitate the way that they think about healing and making choices in for their body and for their life that result in what I call self-healing, which is doing something that results in I feel better. In this way, someone can live a healthy and meaningful life Obstacles to healing, the first one is generally people's beliefs, thoughts, and attitudes around healing. And a lot of time that comes from the lack of knowledge of how the body itself is designed to self-heal. That does not mean we will live forever. Absolutely not, because death is part of the life cycle. With that in mind, what is your perspective on death? Is that something that you often talk when facilitating healing? Uh, No, I don't. I talk about living and I talk about being in the present moment. um, And I talk about being here now. And I teach about manifesting the body and life that you desire and um, about always moving towards a future. And at some point in that future, of course, we'll have a last moment of future. But um, no, I don't. Uh, death is not the subject that I teach or deal with. I leave that to other people who do that. Yes. So it is living. And um, from my understanding of your work, living uh, courageously and meaningfully and in a fun way. <laughs> it's meaningful fun from what I, I heard. So talk to me about the Nia technique. What inspired you to create this work? Uh, what inspired me was taking off my shoes and sensing my feet and realizing that I'd been uh, basically modeling a form of fitness that really was not natural to the human body. It was exercise. And the body is designed to move. It is not designed to exercise. Movement is organic and natural. It's fluid. It flows. We don't need external weights to move. We don't need any machines. And we even don't need a personal trainer to move. We are born moving. We are born with access to sensory intelligence, the voice of pain and pleasure. And when we reclaim this wisdom and we begin to move and move in ways that feel good, 
then movement becomes something natural again and a part of our life. And then we can develop a workout practice and a lifestyle based on functional, comfortable movement. And that was inspired just by removing your shoes? That's correct. Yep. That's simple. It sounds very simple to me. And that is um, the beauty about life and, you know, this amazing, some amazing discoveries that they just happen. Would you say that intuition was involved? Absolutely. You know, intuition is a beautiful form of intelligence that's aligned with a higher voice, which is not necessarily a, 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 a merely a physical voice, but a voice outside of physical cognitive thinking. I love to believe that intuition is something that it's not a, a thinking process, which is not, right? But it feels like sometimes. So would you say that intuition is actually a message that's being translated into language? Well, intuition is a form of thinking. We have physical thinking, sensation, mental thoughts, images. We have emotional thinking. We have spirit thinking. This is how I want to do it. And then we have this intuitive thinking that comes from something outside of logic. Oftentimes, I refer to it as it's a mysterious answer. So you wrote the book, The Nia Technique, High powered, energizing workout that gives you a new body and a new life. I love that. When I heard it, I just paused. A new life. It sounds so good <laughs> to think about a new life. I don't know why, but it sounds really good. Then I also want to mention that you are, of course, the founder and the co-creator of the Nia Technique, leading fitness innovator, teacher, choreographer, performer, healer, and an artist. So I watched some of the videos. Wow, and it's so lovely. Because I remember doing bio dance. I don't know if you heard about this technique. It was very intuitive, like intuitive movement. Have you heard about that, um, Debbie? Kind of your technique reminded me of bio dance, bio dance, I think it's pronounced. You know, there are many, many different uh, forms of of movement, and uh, I think anything that gets people moving is is excellent. And moving by choosing comfort and pleasure, mm. and uh, that that is the way of Nia. We have a language of Nia. It's fifty two different moves, just like yoga has a language. We have certain methods. We have certain principles, and it's all designed to get people in their body and connected to movement by tracking the sensation of comfort and pleasure in their body's way. The body's way gives us a map, but your body gives you access to the sensation of comfort and pleasure. This just sounds incredibly inviting. Do you have teachers all over the country, United States? We have teachers, our teachers are international. So we have teachers in the U.S. and, um, you know, in 41 different countries. So NIA is quite international. And uh, people can find a teacher by going to neanow.com. And they can also access a, a, a free experience of trying NIA through neaondemand.com. And this is a great way to kind of get your feet on the ground and sensing what I'm talking about. 
actually have the experience. And what is the meaning of NIA? N-I-A. The initials stand for neuromuscular body-mind interactive relational neuromuscular interactive action. It sounds very technical, but fun, the way you have been describing, actually. Basically, body-mind. Yeah, the connection, right, mm-hmm. Debbie? Uh, another question is about music. What kind of the music that is played? It's chosen. That's also part of the, uh, uh, let's say, the method or the teachers. They choose whatever music they want to play. Uh, well, we have a music label called Nia Sounds. And we choose our music for self-healing and conditioning benefits. And we choose music that stimulates all of the seven chakras. So we, we look at how to put a playlist together based on the key and the chord and the instruments so that we stimulate the nervous system in a variety of ways. Rather than working with beats per minute or heavy drum beats, we work with a whole variety of sounds. I have noticed that some sounds really touch the body in different ways. I really noticed that some of them more deeper than others, some meditation music I use. So it's carefully chosen. And another question is, do you also have a moment for meditation or the dance becomes meditation well, I, and movement? You know, I would say there if you have to define meditation as classic meditation where you're sitting and you're allowing the mind to be empty and you might be in stillness working with a mantra that kind of thing that's not our approach to meditation we do bring a quality of meditation into our work and we do that by becoming present to the now moment and directing attention to pleasurable sensation. And in this way, we give the mind something to do. And that, in a way, calms the mind and relaxes the nervous system by saying to the mind, which triggers the brain, plays track sensation and comfort. This harnesses mind energy and can result in a meditative experience. Is Nia for everyone that just to participate in a class? One question. The second question is, can anyone become a Nia teacher? Well, Nia is designed for every body because it is based on the design of the human body. Is it for every body, every human person? No, it's not. And the reason it's not is, you know, some people Um, are not as comfortable with giving the space and freedom to move in their own way. Uh, Some people really want to get in. They just want to do their workout, and that's it. They're not interested in personal growth. They're not interested in spiritual growth. They just want the physical benefits, and that's great, but that's not what Nia does. So Nia is really for people that are looking for a multidimensional experience, and they're also looking to grow, not just not just develop a stronger body, but to create better behavior and to have a deeper, more intimate relationship with themselves and to explore their human potential. 
And so, no, I would say that isn't for everybody. Now, can anybody become a NIA teacher of this work? Absolutely. If they desire to develop these skills on their own, in their own body, and then they desire to help other people, we provide the training and the tools to do this. Mm, yes. I'll have your website on your podcast profile for anyone who is interested. And another question that came to me is, is that for children? I know it's for everybody, all bodies, but also children would be invited? Well, we have, you know, we have many different personalities of teacher that teach this work. And some teachers want to teach, for example, children, and then they do. Others want to teach seniors, and they do. Others want to deal with populations that really need healing, like helping people recover uh, and or deal with cancer, etc., um, or arthritis or Parkinson's. So this work can be adapted to fit many populations, and teachers make that choice based on their desire of who they want to teach. Another question is, I know you mentioned before, and I have read, of course, I made, I made notes here, of course. Nia focuses on personal growth, as you mentioned, uh, mental health, emotional wellness. I often ask this question here out of curiosity or my own, of course, personal interest. What is the measurement for personal growth And what is to be mentally healthy? Well, a measurement for personal growth first begins by choosing what do you want to change? What do you want to grow into? We call that setting an ideal. So you need to define for yourself, what do I want? And when you define what you want, then you can take the steps necessary to achieve that goal. And, um, you know, that's, that's how it begins. You have to say, I want this. And then we set out to actually achieve those. Yeah, I noticed that a lot of people, people around me, my family members, when I ask them, what do you want? Some of them focus on physical things. Oh, I want a bigger house. I want to move from the city to another one. Would that be somehow a measurement for personal growth in the sense of, Uh, making this change to a new house, perhaps to create the environment for growth? Is that what they're actually saying? Well, uh, people can ask for different things because we have free will in this world. We can say, I want a physical thing, but we could also say that we want something mentally. Like I would love to be able to have... Uh, my thoughts slow down, or I'd love to feel more confident, or I'd love to have a spiritual relationship uh, with the world that I live in or the people that I live with. So it depends on what, I would say, what realm, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, you want to have a personal growth change in. So there's a lot of... um work on self-awareness, isn't it? Self-knowledge, self-discovery. That's what really this is all about. The other question I asked was about, I'll change that question. It was about mental health, but let me ask a question about well-being. How do you define well-being? Well, well-being is deeply associated with mental health. Wellness is the a word that I can I can describe that includes 
your body, your mind, your emotion, and spirit. Well-being, your well-being includes all of those parts of being human, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Mental health has to do with your thoughts, your beliefs, your attitudes, and how they affect behavior. And if your thoughts tend to make you not feel well, then we work on changing those thoughts. If you have the belief that you will never feel well, then we work on that belief as a thought because energy follows attention. If I think that I'm not going to get well, chances are I won't. If I think I'm going to get well, my internal environment, and I basically am informing my cells to respond in a way, let's get well, let's get well. So your mental health is very important to your physical health, extremely. I love that. That's very refreshing. It was very insightful what you just said. Energy follows attention. You paused me for a moment because it's so true. So, so true. Thank you, Debbie, <laughs> for expressing yourself in this moment with uh, so much clarity. There's something else I wanted to mention that within the description of Nia, you say it's an unimpact movement, body awareness, body gratitude. That caught my attention. How would you describe what body gratitude is? Well, body gratitude is taking a moment to say thank you, body. And our body is constantly working for us, with us. And so we have a practice in Nia of just pausing for a moment and saying thank you, body. And we add to that, as you mentioned, body awareness, becoming aware of sensation. Thank you, body, I sense. And speaking aloud what you sense. Body awareness is how we begin an activity, walking and saying, I notice. What do you notice? Are there any places in your body that feel tight or blocked or rigid? Just become aware of them so that then when we begin to move, you can, in a sense, be more cooperative with those body parts so that you can help support moving in comfort and pleasure. And it kind of surprised me that we actually forget to have pleasant or pleasurable experiences. That surprises me, but you know what? It sounds true because, um, yeah, it's something that I experience. Sometimes I'm very much in, my, in the mind that I forget to uh, experience the body in a pleasurable way. But this is something that's actually common, Debbie. Well, the, unfortunately, when people give more attention to sensing as a way to live, then, you know, people begin to function cut off from both sensation, sensation of pain and pleasure. And they begin, they begin to tolerate, given opportunity to choose pleasure or pain, the body will always choose pleasure. And so we need to regain the relationship with comfort and pleasure to begin to cooperate with our body. So um, I'm going to have to end this. So let's 
get, why don't you, yeah. So I want to thank you again. And uh, it has been a lovely conversation, very insightful. And let me ask you my final question so we can end this conversation for today. One last question. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Uh, to live through the senses, yeah. to be able to spend time really looking and receiving the gift of sight, really listen, receive the gift of sound, really smell and breathe and receive the gift of life force. To spend time touching and being touched and realize that the world itself is touching us all the time and to nourish one's self with good thoughts and good food and good sleep. And most importantly, to, to, to live your life as a spiritual being, having a body experience. And, and third, to remember that we are all connected, that this, this living experience is a we experience defined by the uniqueness of us as an individual but we are all connected. What we do and what we think affects everyone. So become a responsible human being to live in the world and the people around you in a better place. What is not to love about everything you just said? Thank you so much for the inspiration. Beautiful, You're very beautiful welcome. message. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Debbie. We'll talk soon. Bye for now, my dear. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Debbie Rosas and her work, please visit neanow.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.